Hello and welcome back to Inside Quotes, the show where my brother and I rewatch, review, and relive the staples of our childhood. This is episode 82-ish, three, we don't really know yet, um, you'll see. Um, and I'm your host, Jeremy, and with me today is my older brother, Jonathan, and his childhood friend, Caleb. Guys, welcome back to the show. Quack, quack, everybody. Caleb, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Second time ever. Yes, uh, number two, I would like to let it be known I'm coming for Bryce and the most... Uh, <laughs> podcast appearances? Most God, podcast Most guest yes. hosts. Yes. <laughs> so, I'm not All there right. yet, though. Well, you have till uh, October to beat them. Or <laughs> right, to tie. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, well, if you guys don't remember Caleb, uh, he was on our Cool Runnings episode around this time last year. So go check that episode out. And uh, Caleb, what movie are we covering this time? We, we figured you're another uh, sports guy, so we have to get you on again for the classics. This is, yes, this is a good one. Um, I would say, as, as you say, it is a staple <laughs> of my childhood. Which um, is not, it's not one that me and Johnny watched together, I don't think, ever. <laughs> No, but, I don't think so. But I, it's definitely the movie I watched the most when I was a kid, and that is Angels in the Outfield. 1994, not the original, right? Yeah, I, I didn't know. I actually, during my <laughs> research this time, I did realize that there was another one in 1951, which is <laughs> yeah. actually why I'm wearing this pirate shirt, because I read about it, and it was about the Pittsburgh Pirates. No way. Uh, it was. Now, Caleb, why don't you explain why you're a fan of the Pittsburgh Pirates? Well, I wouldn't say I'm a a <laughs> fan of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, I, I am a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers because my dad is from there. Um, yes. And I will root for the Pirates if they're playing anybody except for the Rays because I'm mm. my real team for baseball is the Rays. Amen. Just because that's where I was raised and... Raised, raised on the Rays. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, we were um, we were also raised on the Rays, but that's everybody loves Raymond, not the Rays baseball. Yeah, but <laughs> right. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot to. We, we went to the World Series one time back in the day, uh, yeah. two thousand eight, but we lost. Um, <laughs> yeah. But then we went again recently in twenty twenty, and and we lost again. <laughs> ah, <laughs> but. Um, that was cool because the Rays and the Lightning and the Bucks all won or went to the championship of their sport. Yeah, the they called year. us Champa or Bay that year. year. Yeah, yeah, that was that was it's pretty a great cool. year. Great year. Mm-hmm. Now, didn't your dad play for the Pirates? Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, I feel like that's he, a relevant fact for today's well, episode. Yeah, 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 I think you're right. It was uh, actually Caleb. Uh, just go get your dad. We want to talk to him instead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll grab him. <laughs> um, he he was he was drafted, I think. I don't remember if he was drafted by the Pirates or the Rangers, but he played for the Pirates and the Rangers. Um, and uh, yeah, he was a pitcher, and that is one reason why I played a lot of baseball when I was a kid and <laughs> enjoyed this movie um, because it was about yeah. baseball. You know, everybody. Who, you know, when you're a kid, you always envision yourself 
when you grow up <laughs> doing something cool. Yeah. Um, and I, I wanted to I wanted to play baseball. It didn't really end up happening, but <laughs> <laughs> come on, it could happen. <laughs> it could. It could happen. It could happen. It could happen. There's still time. I think I can still make it. <laughs> That's my favorite quote. Oh, it's well, in there. Not probably the seven theme but... <laughs> times. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jonathan, this was a very hard movie to get our hands on. Correct. It, it was. Yeah, I was. I wanted to bring that up next. <laughs> yes. So there's an entire story of us trying to watch this movie in preparation for this podcast. Um, the movie Angels in the Outfield, it's a Disney movie, right? You would think it would be on Disney Plus. It's not. It's not. Okay. You might think, it's too okay, Christian. maybe it's on. <laughs> it's too religious. <laughs> um, you would think it would be on one of the hundreds of streaming services available. It's not. You would Not think a... it would be on YouTube in some form or fashion. Kind of is. There's lots of clips. Not the full movie anyway. It's in some form. <laughs> lots of forms. No fashion. So we were left with a <laughs> dilemma here. And and you can't even like buy it digitally anywhere. Like This movie is so hard to find. You can't like buy it on iTunes or Vudu or any of those. The movie does not exist in digital form, apparently. So what we had to do is I looked it up on Amazon and I bought the DVD... Because it was on sale for like $3. <laughs> and so I literally bought the DVD, got the two-day prime shipping. And it's just so we could watch this movie. But it doesn't end there. So the story goes, Caleb actually recently came up to Bowling Green, Kentucky to visit family. And, and us too. I, right. He came to visit me and Jeremy, right? Oh, yeah. I came, yeah. I came for the podcast. Yeah, It was yeah. a meet and greet, you know. <laughs> meet and greet slash gender reveal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we had every intention of watching the movie together or and recording the episode while he's up here. But it didn't really work out that way. And so what I ended up having to do is give the DVD to Caleb because he wasn't able to watch it on his own because, like I said, it's not streaming anywhere. So I, I gave him the DVD to borrow so he could watch it. And this is where I'll, I'll, I'll hand the story off to Caleb to tell the the ordeal of trying to watch this movie. <laughs> oh, um. Yeah, Johnny, uh, he he came to, uh, we were at, we were up there to visit my sister. We we're having a gender reveal. He came over for that party for the gender reveal, and so did Jeremy. And they gave me the DVD, and I was like, all right, I'm going to watch this tonight. I didn't watch <laughs> it that night. <laughs> um, I planned to, but um, there's lots of stuff going on, you know, family and everything. And so I didn't watch it that night, but. The next day, I was like, I got to watch this because we got to record this. I'm only up here for a couple of days. And so uh, what ended up happening was I actually brought the, the DVD with me and me and my brother and my brother-in-law were going to play disc golf. And they're like, all right, it's like 30 minutes to get there. So you can watch the movie in the van on the, the, the DVD <laughs> that's in the van. And you can watch it on the way there, on the way back. So it's like um, a kid who's like wanting to watch a long yeah. movie on the way to church, and you're like, "There's enough time, come on!" Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> and so I, I watched it on the way to disc golf, and uh, then I watched it on the way home from disc golf. But that was only about half the movie. And so then the next <laughs> part of the day was we were going down to Nashville 
for the day to do some stuff with, with the family, went to the zoo and stuff. <laughs> and uh, so then I just watched the second half on the way down to Nashville and <laughs> I got it. I got it done. And I got it watched. Um, and then we still didn't record it while I was up there. <laughs> I know we felt bad. Like he went through all this effort yeah. to watch this movie. And then like, uh, maybe we'll just try it whenever you, whenever you get back. Just, yeah, it's, it's already been crazy enough. Let's, let's just, there's yeah. a lot going on. Well, you did save me $3 apparently. So I didn't have to buy it. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's what we're here for. <laughs> so moral of the story is if you want to watch this movie again, either bust out the old VHS tape that you had as a kid, mm-hmm. buy the DVD on Amazon and then go online with your parents' permission and sign a petition to get Disney Plus to add Angels in the Outfield to Disney Plus. Yes. That's that's the Yeah, order. that'd be good. <laughs> I, I have a suspicion that they just lost their DVD. Disney did. They're probably looking for <laughs> they, it. Yeah. They lost their VHS and like, well, I guess we can't put it on Disney Plus then. They locked that sucker in the vault. <laughs> uh, oh, man. man, Jonathan, imagine telling your younger self who used to spend twenty, twenty-five dollars on a singular new release DVD. That you can just go online on a website <laughs> and pay three dollars and they'll mail it to you. <laughs> you don't have to go anywhere. Hey. What a time. I, I know. I couldn't believe I was buying a brand new DVD in 2023. Like sealed and <laughs> everything. Crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. It was actually kind of nostalgic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, this movie has not been like upgraded. There's no Blu-ray release of this either. Like there's no <laughs> wasn't it full screen? <laughs> It was widescreen technically, but it was like the weird where it's like it's got the bars on the top and on the side. It was weird. Mm. (laughs) Caleb, you probably didn't notice because you were just watching it in the van. But that's true. It was a little too small. (laughs) Couldn't really tell. I don't think we've had more of a committed guest (laughs) to watch this movie. So I thank you for that. (laughs) I do my best. So yeah. Um. Oh, what, one thing really quick. This is not to do with the movie. This was the thing that I needed to, to correct about my last... Oh, yes, yes, yes. My last, oh, yeah, housekeeping. Uh, yes. Um, last time I was on, you asked me the IQ test questions. I gave you an incorrect answer. Uh, mm. I didn't mean to, but I need to come clean. Um, I actually... Hercules, I told you, was the first movie that I remember seeing in theaters. Mm, yeah. um, it's not... The actual one, because I thought I don't remember when I realized this, but some some point between that podcast and today. And the first movie I saw in theaters was not in this country. Oh, it was in oh. Romania because we lived there for three years when I was we moved there when I was almost one. Um, and I watched Babe the Pig <laughs> in theaters in Romania with Romanian subtitles. Oh, man. And I don't First remember international what... movie watching experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is, I mean, that's probably one of my earliest pe- memories, period, actually. <laughs> I was say, you do you remember actually watching the movie? Or is this like I, your parents said, like, oh, we went to this movie? No, I I, I have a, a a vivid memory of somebody on the screen saying, babe, pig. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I remember. Um, so, no, I mean... It's very, it's very brief, but it's, I do, I do remember it. It wasn't Shrek Just saying that'll do donkey. That'll do. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> um, so yeah, just wanted to clear that up. You can get it off my chest. Um, okay. Also, Lauren <laughs> said that she thinks Jeremy reminds her of Adam Duritz. Do you know who that is? No. Was that like the lead singer of Counting Crows or something? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Are you? I don't know that. <laughs> yes, that's who it is. Yes. And she, uh, she meant it in the best way possible. She loves, she loves them. <laughs> now, so is that a um, like his voice and his personality, or is that just based on his looks with his long hair now? Well, I think it is your hair partially. Mm-hmm. Not that you, I looked him up because I didn't really know what he looked like, and I was like, I don't really see just. <laughs> Purely looks that he looks like he like, looks, like, looks like Eric Andre. Uh, he's got. I mean, he has half the time. Half the pictures I saw that he had dreads. So like, I don't think. All right, so. but well, but it was like your your person your uh the way you carried yourself mm. at the party. I think when, well, he, okay. he did write that song, Mister Jones, right? Yeah, he's good. Yeah, Jones and me <laughs> talking about my schizophrenia because that's me. Um. So yeah. No. Interesting. I've never. That's a first for me. <laughs> yeah. I think we need to do a side by side on Instagram and let the like the listeners vote. Like you know, if they think Jeremy looks like him yeah. or not. See, I've gotten right. Josh Peck my entire life. I don't know if this is an upgrade <laughs> or a downgrade. <laughs> hmm. I need to go back to the mustache so I can get Pedro Pascal. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> well, Counting Crows added. A song to one of my favorite soundtracks of all time, Shrek 2. So I'm mm. happy with that. Mm. There you go. There's that silver lining. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird take. All right. <laughs> yes. Just thought that you might want to know that. <laughs> Wait till she hears me sing. Yeah, right. Because you're going to be way better than him, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> he looks so goofy. <laughs> wow. Okay. So... Uh, do either of you have any like childhood stories about this movie? Yeah, I mean, I would uh, maybe not specifically this this movie itself, but things that it kind of makes me think of. I mean, kind of. So, uh, like one one of my other uh, friends from my childhood, Taylor Leggett, he was one person who I did talk to this movie about all the time. His dad and my dad played baseball uh, together um, in the in the minor leagues. And so, um, so we, we both played baseball. We played together. We liked watching this movie. We talked about this movie. Um, and so it kind of made me think of, of him and, and how we talked about it a lot and how we, uh, playing baseball together and stuff. And one thing that I, I feel like was kind of influenced by this movie, uh, we made this game and it was called the sliding game. And, uh, that, that was one thing I just like <clears throat> being a kid. So you just think of games and you, you make yeah. them up and then you play them and they're super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we would get like one of his pillows from the couch and he had a living room where the couches were. And then there was a kind of like a long hallway, not super long. It probably seemed longer whenever I was a kid, but um, <laughs> we would put the the pillow in front of one person. And they would be like the catcher, like at home, uh, at home plate. And um, he, w- uh, the catcher would, or the the runner would go all the way down the other side of the hall, and they would throw it like on a bounce to the catcher to make it hard for them to catch it. And then they would like run full speed towards them 
and slide into the pillow like it was it was home plate. <laughs> and the person who was the catcher playing the catcher had to field the ball and tag them and and try to get them out basically. Hmm. And now that I say it, it doesn't seem like it was as fun as I remember it being. <laughs> but <laughs> basically it they so played fun. baseball. We we played we just played it. We did that for hours, just throwing the ball, <laughs> trying to get in in under the tag, that kind of thing. It was fun. Um yeah, I, I just like couple times in the movie where they slide in under tags and stuff like that made me think of that that's funny because i actually feel like i don't think he looks like taylor but i think roger oh yeah kind of looks like he's related to him like it's his brother or something no yeah i I thought the same thing (laughs) well uh what about you jeremy did you have any stories or anything that came to mind from when we were kids um the only thing i'm confident in is that i always got this movie mixed up with rookie of the year i would yep. be watching rookie of the year and being like oh i love the part where the angels come and then it never <laughs> happened um, yeah I, I really got these two mixed up i mm. until a couple I years ago i did too i'd have been like you know what it's the same movie still i'm pretty sure i made that mistake um when we covered rookie of the year like two years ago <laughs> um the Rookie of the Year is one of the ones that I listened to, and I heard a a quote that you said when you were a kid that I didn't know what it was from. Oh. Uh, <laughs> funky Butt Lovin'. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> the I one. Like, I, I had heard you say that. That one and the other one was um from Pink Panther. Uh, when you <laughs> said, who kiss? Who kiss? Who kiss? Um, like, you Whoa. said those things all the time, and yeah. I didn't never knew what they were from. Until some, I listen to your podcast. <laughs> we got some retrospective inside quotes going on. There we go. Yeah, I know. Um, there was, there's, there's another one actually that I will ask you now because okay. I still don't know what it's from. <laughs> you, you used to say all the time, you used to say, hmm. who are you? You remember that? Yeah. So that one's not a, that's not a, that's just a good old inside joke from Boy Scouts. <laughs> Yeah. That's not a that's not an Whoa. inside quote. <laughs> <laughs> and I honestly don't really even remember the story of how that originated. It just became a thing of like I don't know. <laughs> we would just say that to people of people of authority in Boy Scouts. <laughs> they would try and tell us something like, "Who are you?" <laughs> like <laughs> And I don't really remember the origin of that, but not really no. from a undermining authority standpoint, just like mm. I'm trying to confuse you. Yeah. Who, who are yeah. you? <laughs> yeah, we, me and me and my friend Tim would say that a lot. He was he's been on the podcast, our uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy episode. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. That's funny that you remember remember my inside <laughs> jokes. <laughs> oh yeah. So I did have a couple of memories um, of this from when I was a kid, and actually, you know, Jeremy. Believe it or yeah. not, you know, I do have some other brothers and I feel like I actually watched this maybe more with the older brothers, Larry and Justin, than I did with you. That's okay. Um, <laughs> that's, I think that just may have been the time that it came out and that sort of thing. This was Yeah, I was negative three. <laughs> this was <laughs> a movie that was basically always been a part of my life. We always had the VHS tape to this. And actually our older brother... Um, had a nickname JP actually by some some people, mm. so I'm, I feel like that came from this movie. But um, 
the, the there's one scene in this movie that we the family used to quote actually a lot and i don't know if you remember this jeremy but the scene at the beginning when roger and jp and miguel are there eating dinner with maggie their mm-hmm. foster parent she she after at the end of the meal she like brings out some jello and they're all excited yeah. about oh yeah we got some jello and miguel's like it's not really jello it's cat's blood <laughs> and like she's like <laughs> tells brains. us like cat's brains yeah like she goes out and kills cats and and feeds them to you at night or something like that (laughs) and like anytime we had red jello we used to make that joke like at the dinner table like it's not really jello it's just cat brains (laughs) i don't know if you remember that jeremy but i don't remember that probably because every time i'd ask mom what we're having for dinner she'd be Mm -hmm. like well we're having monkey brains and lizard lips yep with a side (laughs) of frog toenails so hope you're hungry (laughs) so i just figured it was something else like that (laughs) Something weird about that scene that I've always wondered is she has a stack of bowls and she has a big bowl full of jello. <laughs> and she brings it to the table and she takes the top bowl and hands it to, I think, JP, I don't remember, but it has jello in it already. And then she hands the other bowls to everybody else. And I can't tell if they have jello in them or not, but I always have thought. How would she stack the bowls on top of each other if they had Jello in them already? Mm. <laughs> I don't know I why I always wonder that, but I'm assuming they didn't have Jello. She had just put it in the top bowl, the jelly or Jello in the top bowl already, mm. but not in the other ones. But I can never see inside the bowl when she hands them out. I, the things that you pick apart, I was, I never, I never noticed that, but I did notice mm. um, that they were talking about him using the phone to tell him if there's any angels on screen for their away games. And then that never happened. Yeah. <laughs> they had no away games. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't have any away games. It's, it um, talked about that in the, um, that video I sent you, Johnny. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I sent it to Jeremy too. Yeah. That was like one of the funniest I know, college humor videos I've ever seen. Yeah. So the video they're talking about, it's a th- it's called 30 for 30. It's like Angels in the Outfield edition. Is that like an ESPN like show that they're parodying? Like yeah, so they do? 30 like for, yeah, 30 for 30 is a, okay. it's like a documentary series and they'll do a 30 for 30 on big sports events yeah. or maybe like a certain team that had a really good year, like that won the championship or something like mm-hmm. that. And they'll go like deep dive into that whole year, like how, how everything happened. I think it's usually like an hour long episode for each one or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they they didn't have enough yeah, it was material just a short, to make it that long. Yeah, like it was, it was a sketch. joke. You know, it was, yeah, it was, a, it was a sketch about it. Yeah, but yeah, that's where the thirty for thirty. But that the intro they had on there, like that was exactly what it looks like in real yeah. life. Mm-hmm. Like they used the exact one. It just yeah, it looked really cool. <laughs> it was a really funny video. I'll I'll put a link to it in the in the podcast notes. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was. <laughs> I liked that they got. Um, I think they got the actual JP back for the video yeah. in one scene. Yeah, yeah. And uh-huh. uh, Neil McDonough, who played the pitcher, or not, well, he was one of the pitchers, the kind of the yeah. goofy one. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was in the video. <laughs> yeah. It was really funny. It was just like talking about like a retrospective look back at the, the 94 mm. California Angels team. And it, it, was, it was a good video. I oh, was, yeah. I love how they brought up Henry Rowan Gardner in 93 as one of the greats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They were like, the yeah. 90s were a weird time for sports. And then they show a picture of like Happy Gilmore. 
Yeah. <laughs> and Henry and, uh, Rowan Gardner. And Aaron Airbud. Airbud, yeah. <laughs> if a dog can play basketball, a thirteen year old boy plays baseball. Like it's like um that opened the door for the the nineties sports movie cinematic universe. They're all connected. <laughs> yeah. So I think in covering this movie, I feel like we've we're covering like the last of like the big three baseball movies. Like for me, like when I think of the kids baseball movies, I think of the Sandlot, number mm-hmm. one, and then Angels in the Outfield and Rookie of the Year. And I feel like I also did, Jeremy, kind of confuse Rookie of the Year and Angels in the Outfield sometimes. Yeah. Not that I couldn't tell them apart. It was just like the movies were very samey. Like I feel like there were certain scenes where I could have like interchanged in my mind with yeah. which one it could have been in. Yeah. Um, and then like the runner up is like little big league yeah. <laughs> as far as kids baseball movies. I don't know. Have you seen the, any of these other movies, Caleb? Um, I, I it's funny. I didn't, I have not seen rookie of the year, mm-hmm. which really seems like something that would have been right up my alley when I was a kid. Solid um, movie. I don't know why I didn't see it. I'm assuming I didn't see it just because we didn't have the VHS. Like we had yeah. the VHS of angels in the outfield. So that's why mm-hmm. we watched yeah. it. Yeah. That's how we um, missed a lot of things too. <laughs> but I, yeah, I mean, definitely saw Sandlot. That was, yeah, yeah. that was cool. And that was, uh, uh, the way I remember it is that I feel like that was on TV a lot. Yeah. They played Sandlot mm-hmm. on TV. So I would watch it on TV sometimes. I think, I don't think we had it, but I think maybe Taylor had it or something. So I, I yeah, think it's every American's stuff. duty to have seen, like it's required to see Sandlot. I think every American household has oh, yes. seen that movie and quoted it. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is like our, if you count Chicken Little, this is our fifth baseball movie we've covered. We don't even <laughs> like baseball that much. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so what's the fourth one? What am I missing? Benchwarmers, baby. Benchwarmers, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, that's, that's, that's a funny one. Um, yeah, sorry, we're not covering Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off. Dude, that's... Yeah, we're, we're straying away from DCOMs for the near future. <laughs> Maybe a Patreon bonus. It, that's uh, That hey, was a Disney idea. Right? The DCOMs. Yeah, Disney yeah, Channel yeah. original movie. Yeah. DCOM for short. Yeah, that meant I only watched it when I went over to a friend's house. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Or, or stayed late at FCA. <laughs> so, um... I guess we can we can talk about the movie a little bit. Caleb, I did have some like sports questions I was going to ask you, but maybe I'll just pep, pepper them out throughout the, the conversation since yeah, you're a resident sports expert. But the movie, I mean, it basically starts out with uh, two foster kids. And I don't, I guess this, this is really like my first exposure to like the foster care system would be this movie really. Like I don't think I'd ever really heard of it until I watched this. I don't know. Uh, but you got JP and Roger and basically his dad is a deadbeat dad. Like, <laughs> and he, he, Roger asks him like, you know, when are we going to be a family again? And, and he, sarca- his dad sarcastically says, you know, like, Oh, maybe when the angels win the pennant, <laughs> you know, and then he hops off on his motorcycle <laughs> and drives away. Mm-hmm. Um, How are you still in this kid's life? If he's 12, <laughs> I mean, he is kind of old. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, there is a backstory where his dad is like, oh, maybe if your mom was alive, things would be different. 
And so I don't, I, I'm just curious, like, oh man, what was their like family dynamic? Like, was it good? And then like the dad has kind of gone off the deep end now that like in grieving and that sort of thing, or was he just always, it just wasn't a good, a good couple. Who knows? This is the prequel that we need. Not really. Well, knowing him, <laughs> not at all. wasn't yeah. a good couple. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think I knew really what the pennant was in baseball. Because you would think they get to the end and they're playing in the World Series, but they're not. So, Caleb, do you have an explanation of what the what winning the pennant actually means? Yes. I'd like to go on record saying I knew this. Jeremy <laughs> knew it. I did not. Yeah. So, Yeah, so there's two pennants. There's the American League pennant and the National League pennant. Um, and basically, uh, if you... The thing that didn't... this, I think the movie had it wrong mm. because... At the end of the movie, they were like, these are the last games of the season. But mm-hmm. to win the pennant, you have to win your either the National League or you have to win the American League. Okay. So you have to like you have to get to the point in the playoffs where you have won the NLDS and the NLCS, which is the National League Divisional Series and the National League Championship Series. Or same for the American League, the ALCS and the or ALDS and the ALCS. Mm-hmm. Um so you have to win your respective league. Uh, and when you win your league, then you've won the pennant. So it is like the last step before the World Series. If you win the pennant, then you're going to the World Series. Okay. Um, that makes sense. But in the movie, yeah, it they made it like it was winning the division, it seemed like. or Something, something like that. Um, <clears throat> unless I misunderstood what was happening in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed like it was, it seemed weird to me. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, so basically where angels come into the into play here, um they aren't allowed to continue after the pennant or like during the pennant game and then afterwards because otherwise it can't be the World Series. It would be the out of this world series. Um so that's <laughs> basically how that goes. It's a good one. Yes. <laughs> so is that why Christopher Lloyd's character is named Al? Because he's taking the hat for American League. Does that is that what that is? Oh, you know what? I never even noticed that. Because like when he first shows up, he like snaps his fingers and like this hat flies off like one of the umpires, mm-hmm. and it says, and it says Al. And so I was wondering if it was like American League. I thought yeah, it was well, like I thought it was like a, I don't know, like a reversal of like the L.A. Dodgers or huh. whatever, right? Isn't that a thing? Yeah. Oh well, yeah. That's that's another thing that I'll just throw in because I I wrote this down. Um, about where they are, which like okay. they are in Anaheim, right? But yeah. they at this point in time they were the California Angels, which mm-hmm. by the way they had the best uniforms. I think mm-hmm. the, the new their uniforms they have now I don't like them. I mean they're they're fine, but I just it's probably because of this movie that makes me like it so much. But I just they're so clean, you know, with the the white um, mm-hmm. like the white jerseys and the white pants, and then the hat that's blue and red. Um, I don't know. I, I just think it looks really good. Um, but I looked it up, and they were <laughs> the Los Angeles Angels. Okay. From six, 1961 to 1965, so they were they were started in 1961. Then from 1965 until 1996, they were the California Angels. Ah. So that's when this movie's in '94, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, from 1997 to 2004, they were the Anaheim Angels. Um, and then. From 05 to 2015, they had like a, a dispute because Anaheim, they 
they legally had to be in the name still, but they wanted to change the name to Los Angeles Angels again. So they were for 10 years from 05 to 2015, they were the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. That was their technical what? name. Los Angeles yeah. Angels of Anaheim. Of Anaheim. And then after <laughs> the the contract or whatever was up, then from 2016 uh, to the to the present, they're just the Los Angeles Angels again, which is what they started as in 1961. Yes. I can't be of a fan that that you know of a team that changes their names like just that. Like I can't afford already. to buy new you know, merch and shirts and jerseys and all that hats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think they should go back to being the California angels. Yeah. Cause the Dodgers are the Los Angeles Dodgers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's two LA teams. Yeah. That's lame. Um, yeah. Here's, here's another sports question for you. So there's okay. a scene in the movie where they're after the angels arrive and it's the, it's that great scene where like the angel, like catches the, the pitch and like it slows down Mm -hmm. and then after he hits it uh and it just starts bouncing around everywhere the um the commentator guy which i have his name ranch Ranch. wilder (laughs) yes great name (laughs) terrible character great name (laughs) ranch wilder man you have a real big chin he says something (laughs) about like oh there was like 17 errors on the play Mm-hmm. And what is it? What is an error? Like I don't like on a baseball play. I'll take yeah. this one. Do you got that one, good. Jeremy? Okay. Um, so whenever someone messes up, may <laughs> aka like um, missing a catch or um, getting juked out by the ball, that is an error. Correct. Yeah. No. Definitely. Um, yes. It's there's there's different kinds of it. Like that, that you could you could divide them up in different categories. For example. There's throwing errors. So mm-hmm. if you get a, a ground ball hit to you and you throw it over the first baseman's head, mm-hmm. yep. then that's like a throwing error. Um, if you just let a ground ball go through your legs, it's like a fielding error. That's an embarrassing. Um, yeah, error. definitely. Um, that's that's the most embarrassing one. <laughs> and Bill Buckner, if you know about him. <laughs> no. So these aren't like breaking the rules, like flag on the play. No. No, not like that. This means you messed up. This just means you should be you embarrassed. Sh- you should have done better there. <laughs> You, the yeah. ball came to you yeah. and it went through your legs or you yes. know, something else. A lot of errors, but they still got it. <laughs> they, they eventually got um, two. Actually, two things I think about that that play. One is I, I think there's like a I don't know I don't want to call it a plot hole necessarily, but oh, you I'm know sure how, there's a plot hole. <laughs> <laughs> you know how it the ball is like you know going around whatever they're all chasing it whatever. And then it also shows Al like hitting the ball with his foot up in the mm-hmm. air and like doing tricks with it. Hacky um, do, do you think that that is supposed to be showing that he's really there in front of them, like moving the ball around and that's why they can't get it? Is that what did you did you take that that way that it was supposed to be him there, but they just can't see him and he's like moving the ball all around so they can't get it? Yeah, that's how I interpret <laughs> it. Okay, because interesting if if that's true. They're all in the infield around the pitcher's mound trying to get the ball. But when he's doing that, you can see behind him, it says, I think, 375 um, mm-hmm. on the fence, which is in the outfield. Like that's, that tells you how far the Whoa, is from the, the plate. That's the name of the movie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he when he's kicking it around and stuff, he's out all the way out in the outfield. It looks mm-hmm. like anyways, because he's right by that, that sign at, at the, that tells you the length of the field. So he would not be right there next to them kicking it around if he was in that spot. He's in the wrong spot. 
Yeah. Makes sense so, to me. That is, I think that's, <laughs> they messed that up. All I know <laughs> is you know, if, I, okay. <laughs> if I saw a ball dancing around like that, I'm calling the cops. <laughs> yeah. Or the Coast Guard or something. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, if, uh, at the very beginning of the play, when the ball stops right in front of him and goes really slow, that's, that's when you know something's up. <laughs> it's like they just kept playing like it was normal. <laughs> Yeah, it was like why. it just stopped in midair. I know. I like would balls going to slow motion. It's crazy time for sports. Halfway through, I would have just like stopped and just <laughs> just started yeah. watching it and so watching what it's doing. Like obviously, it you know it's like in the Quidditch scene in the first Harry Potter. It's like oh, someone's bewitched his broom or something like that. Like someone's yeah. tampered with yeah. the ball. What's going on here? Uh-huh. It's so weird. And they they said something in the that thirty for thirty about it too. I don't know mm-hmm. if you noticed it. They said there was. I was at 17 or 19 errors yeah, on yeah. that play. And they beat the previous record by 14 errors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and they said it was the first first play in history where there was 17 errors and the pitcher simultaneously hit all the infielder with his glove in the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, man. But yeah, that was that was a funny one. That, Hammerling. That's where I got the question. Like, where because I got oh, yeah. because of the joke, I was like, okay, let me ask yeah. about that. I mean, like I understood the joke, but I also wanted to get like, what is the definition of a baseball ear? <laughs> yeah, but, like, basically you messed up. You done messed up, A.A. Ron. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to talk about Danny Hemmerling and how mm. much of a stacked cast this is before they were famous. Yeah. Oh, it is. This is and, like one of Matthew McConaughey's first movies. Mm-hmm. Has to be Adrian Brody's one of his first movies. Um, this is pre Band of Brothers for Neil McDonough. I don't know what else he was in. So, oh, he's in Timeline. Oh, I remember Timeline. America. Never mind. Yeah. Um, it's got Nacho Butt, who's my favorite. <laughs> David. Christopher Lloyd, Brenda Fricker, Pigeon Lady from Home Alone. Donald too. Glover. I mean, Danny Glover. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, of course. <laughs> that blew my mind when I first saw, when I realized that that was him. Because um, I didn't know he was like a child actor. I was just like, oh, the dude from Batman, Inception? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, who was the first name that you mentioned? Matthew McConaughey. Now, you said someone before that. Adrian Brody? No, you said some other name that I didn't. I didn't know who you were talking about. Nacho Butt? Oh, you said the name of the oh, character. Danny, Danny Hemmerling? Danny Hemmerling. Yeah, that, okay. that's yeah, that was the, Adrian the Brody's character. Name. Okay, okay. Because I was like, I don't know who this is. <laughs> you said he's the Ryan Gosling of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, comparing him to uh, Remember the Titans and Ryan Gosling's character in that. Just, uh, it just seemed like they're related somehow. They're connected. Ooh, he was Sunshine? No, he was Alan. <laughs> And he was like the, the skinny kid, the blonde uh, quarterback that gets replaced by he's Red. Oh, yells, yeah. fight. And his dad is like super <laughs> annoying. Boy, caught TC. Boy, caught TC Williams. Boy, caught the school. <laughs> We're taking Alan out. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so so many characters. Um, Who do you think is the most famous person in this set? McConaughey, for sure. That's McConaughey? what I was thinking too. Which I all had right, no, right, right. no idea until I watched it again that he was in this movie because <laughs> yeah. I didn't know who that was when I was a kid. Um, but then when I watched it again, I was like, "Man, that's kind of crazy." 
there's there's a scene like after the scene where like the angels help McConaughey get that catch. They're like, oh, it's an amazing play. It'll be shown in, you know, baseball highlights for decades to come. And like after the game, they're watching the highlight and the co- coach Knox is asking him, like, did you, did you feel anything? Like what, <laughs> did, what did, you know, what was going on? He's like describing it. And he's like, I don't know. I don't even remember exactly what he said, but he was just like in full McConaughey drama acting mode there. And like, I could have yeah. seen an entire spinoff movie of him, like how this like play changed his life and like questioned like everything he believed. <laughs> and like, <laughs> he just like sets him on this whole other course of like pursuing spiritual spiritual realms and that sort of thing. Like, I feel like that could have been a side movie. I don't know. Just from that one scene. Yeah. He said, two people had me by the arms. Yeah. How'd I do that? How'd I do that? (laughs) And he just goes off to like, just, just, I don't know, go on this journey to figure out, like trying to break through to the spiritual realm. Like, I I feel like that's what happened next. Oh yeah. Interstellar (laughs) two. Don't let me go Murph. (laughs) Go straight to Mesmer next. (laughs) <laughs> and it's it shows you know because they're watching it the record the recording of it i guess or the mm-hmm. the video of them doing the, the things that the angels helped them with yep. yeah. and at the set I, I thought it was a cool transition when uh it it's changed to him them watching the recording of him hitting the ball and, and breaking the bat and it also had him throwing a bunch of like m&ms on his plate or something mm-hmm um, yeah, and yeah. It, like those, that sound like went together. Like it kind of. Oh you know, yeah, the bat um, splinters cool. and then a sound the dropping of the M and M's. Yeah, on his plate, like the sound was similar, and they kind of put them together. That was good. That was good. Um, <laughs> thought that was kind of cool. He was kind of the opposite of Ben Williams, Matthew McConaughey, in how he answered uh, Coach Knox. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Oh yeah, it felt like somebody was swinging with me. It must have been the." The chili dogs I ate before the game. That third <laughs> one can taste it kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, you got both ends of the spectrum there. Of like, right, exactly. <laughs> what's going on here? There was a good, uh, tr- there was some good transitions in in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. There was a scene, I don't, I don't even remember. There was like three transitions back to back into like a montage of like newspaper highlights of like mm-hmm. them winning games and that sort of thing. But it like started with like Al throwing the baseball up in the air and the camera follows it. And then something else, there was a few, there was something else that happened. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, so, uh, a George, so they had just finished playing the, the, in the neighborhood playing a baseball game. Right. That's what it was. Uh, yeah. And George Knox, um, him and run home, Roger run talking, home, run home, run yeah. home. Yeah. That run was home. funny too. <laughs> like, you told him to run home. <laughs> he just and he just let him go home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, that was funny. Um, and then so at the end of that that scene, for some reason I don't know why George just throws the ball up in the air and yeah, it follows it and then it falls back down into uh, Whit Bass's hand, who's the pitcher. Okay. Um, yeah. And then he right after that he throws the pitch and it turns into a, a newspaper spinning. And it spirals the ball spirals yeah. into a newspaper. Yeah, it spirals. Yeah. yeah. And then it shows the you know and then yeah they start talking about the. Um, their winning streak and all this stuff. And it shows them kind of rising in the ranks uh, on the, on the standings of the baseball standings that they yeah. was passing teams and, and getting better and stuff. Yeah. Those were, those um, were cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I thought those were definitely cool. 
Um, and that was part. That was part of the movie where they kind of put into there that it's not all the angels because you know it, uh, during that montage it would have a good play happen, and then George would look over at Roger and be like angels like do yeah. the angel thing yeah and he's like yeah yeah angels angels and then like on the third one he's like he looks over and says angels he's like no it wasn't angels they just did that by themselves like they're <laughs> he's they're just like shrugs his shoulder better. yeah i don't know how it happened <laughs> they, they must have done it on their own um like they're getting better as a team they're playing mm-hmm. together more so it's not all the angels they yeah. they're also doing some of the work <laughs> <laughs> did you know i didn't know this until i looked up the cast um you know Mesmer, the catcher, the big guy? Yeah. Do you know his first name in the movie? Um, <laughs> I'm looking at it now. <laughs> it, it, his, name his name is, is like Hash Brown or something. <laughs> yeah. What? Trisket. It, it's Trisket. <laughs> it's Trisket Mesmer. I was like, what? <laughs> Trisket? I don't think it's ever mentioned in the movie. I, I didn't hear it ever. Oh, his name, they just say Mesmer every time. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's Trisket Mesmer. <laughs> Uh, yeah um let's talk about nacho butt jeremy okay yeah nacho <laughs> butt i don't this i mean this is the standout scene of the whole movie for us right jeremy like yes 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 <laughs> peak comedy nothing like sitting down on a full suit with a chaperone you don't like uh where he sits into a plate of wet cheese before that like he's putting the the mustard on the hot dog and it squirts like all over him yeah Yeah. and then then he wears a poncho the next scene with all the mustard on him and then he's trying to get the stain out and he's trying to think like oh how do do i get this stain out what do i need oh club soda jp's like i got soda like dumps his coke on his lap (laughs) and then jp goes i'm all wet i'm all wet So he takes him. He takes him away to get him cleaned up, and then he comes back with nachos. Yeah. <laughs> JP puts it on the seat and nacho. But you know what's his actual name? David. David something. Yeah. He's like a PR David guy Hammondry. for the for the baseball club. Mm-hmm. We just call him Nacho Butt because how else? What <laughs> yeah. else can you do? <laughs> oh man! It, no, yeah, so that funny. that was for kids. That's so funny. <laughs> Like so funny. There's two scenes. There's that scene that I can remember vividly in my head of me and and my brother and sister watching and not being able to stop laughing. That's Mm -hmm. one of them. And the other one is from Air Bud when um, the clown, you know, the bad clown. I don't have y'all seen the movie? Yeah, yeah. 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 The the bad guy, the clown, is uh like driving he's driving chasing them or something in a truck. It's like his broken down truck. And it just starts falling apart while he's driving, like his, his steering wheel like goes rolling down the like down the street and all this stuff. And like we could not stop laughing every single time with that one too. Those are the two that I think of first when I was a kid. They were the funniest thing in the whole world. Guaranteed laughs every single time I watched. Oh, man, I have not seen the original Air Bud in a long time, and that was a staple for me anyway. Mm. Jeremy doesn't yeah. like clowns. That's why he's remaining I don't silent like clowns, on this. So discussion. I'm much more of a fan of. World pup or golden receiver, golden mm, retriever. retriever. <laughs> yeah, we used to laugh in the the golden retriever one. At the end of the movie, when like the villains get covered in like fish guts. Mm. Oh, remember that? and and you just hear the you just hear the villain just like ooh fish guts. <laughs> 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 it's just like he's just like cringing at like. 
being covered in all these like fish parts at the end of the movie. Anyway, <laughs> that's what we laughed at all the time. <laughs> so, I mean, going back, like the whole premise of the movie is that the reason that there are angels helping out the team is because Roger prayed to God and asked for his help in winning some games so that they could win the pennant. He just said, if you could, you could help them win a few games, it, you know, it'd be nice, you know. Um, My beef with that is, um, bro, why didn't you just ask for his dad to be a good person? Cut out the middleman. You don't need to wait. You don't need angels to run a whole season of baseball. Come on. <laughs> yeah. That's like the disconnect that I kind of noticed watching it now that I did when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. That the kids think of things differently than adults do. They yeah. kind of take things a lot more literally. Mm-hmm. And his dad, like we said before, he wasn't being serious. He wasn't saying that, yeah, we're going to be a family if the angels win the pennant. Yeah. Um, but he 100% thought that his dad was saying that. Mm-hmm. And that so is a binding contract, and I will <laughs> yeah. hold you to it. He prayed for it, and uh, and then it happened. And unfortunately, his dad didn't, didn't come back. But God still fulfilled his his dream of, of having a family. But we can get to that at the end. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Here's my question for you. Have either of you ever prayed for a sports team to win? Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) I think I have. (laughs) I think so. As a kid, right? This wasn't Uh, like yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I don't don't remember anything specifically, but now that you say that, I feel like I... mm, I'm pretty sure on Super Bowl Sundays when the Steelers were at the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, that was, I don't know. The, in 05 was their first Super Bowl that I watched, and that was 12, I guess. So <laughs> I don't know if that's too old or not. <laughs> I mean, you're about Roger's age there. Yeah, yeah. I'm close to it, you know. Yeah. Um, I feel like I... Feel, I <clears throat> oh, go ahead, Jeremy. I feel like I remember not like watching sports, but playing sports. As a kid, mm. I feel like I, I specifically remember myself. Um, it was a football game, and we were playing Bell Shoals Baptist. Oh, man, and I remember them. They're widely <laughs> known amongst the Christian League of Elementary Schools mm-hmm. uh, for being cheaters. That's right. Um, and <laughs> I was like, I, I played dirty so that we could beat these cheaters. <laughs> <laughs> and we did, so... <laughs> That you was wanted, my sign. You wanted justice and righteousness to prevail in this. Yeah, in this I, I sure did. Game. And Belshall's Baptist, if it, the principal's listening to this right now, shape up. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, the Belshall's um, coach or principal from the '90s and early 2000s, shape up. Yeah. <laughs> shape <laughs> <Exactly>. up. <laughs> I remember their coach got kicked out of a game one time. That was the same game, actually. Mm. Um. They almost made him forfeit, but he's like, no, no, like, uh, punish me, not the kids. <laughs> and we're like, dang it, we got a one. Don't take it out on the kids. It's all about the kids. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think I ever prayed about sports like that, but what did come to mind was, and I don't know if this was really a prayer, but it was just like in the early 2000s when like all the Star Wars were coming out, I was like, please let me live long enough to see the conclusion of these movies. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know how this ends. And then like I kept, you know, I kept renegotiating because then it was like, okay, 
just until the end of the Harry Potter books come out. Okay, until the Harry <laughs> Potter movies come out. <laughs> For real? <laughs> you nerd. Oh, man, I just I just have to see how this ends, you know. You're so uncertain. <laughs> you just never that's know, great. you know. You just you just don't know. It could happen any minute. <laughs> it could happen. So I also wanted to ask, because we, we were all um raised in Christian households. Was there any effort that you remember of like our parents trying to like correct um any of the ideas? spiritually in this movie <laughs> about angels or anything like that not me <laughs> hmm. i don't think so i yeah i, I was actually kind of not the exact same thing but i was thinking mm-hmm. there was a few choice words in this movie that i don't think my parents have been cool with but mm-hmm. i was confused mm-hmm. because they were always i don't know if they were always watching mm-hmm. with us but they were always there they they knew the movie Mm-hmm. They're just like, I guess I don't care. Because I think was this Nacho was before. Butt one of them? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know. I mean, I know we had TV Guardian, but it was, I think we didn't have it till after. This was earlier on. Um, so it didn't. I don't think we were having all the everything bleeped out. Yeah. Or, or changed yet. What's What's the quote? <laughs> um, Let's keep the profanity down. Huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> that yeah. eliminates speech for most of the team. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Right, right before, well, not right before that. Maybe a few, a little bit before that. Where it, you maybe you maybe think of it when you said the spiritual ideas of this movie or something. Um, I didn't. I didn't understand. I didn't realize what he was saying when I was a kid either. Uh, but George Knox goes up to to Roger, and. Roger's like telling him to come over, like come here, come here, come here, come here, you know, because um, he's got to tell him about the angel or whatever. And uh, let's see, I gotta, I gotta read it, just make sure I get it right. Okay, yeah. So he comes up and he's like, George is like, kid, I, I was thinking of you as some sort of good luck charm, not as someone who spiritually hallucinates. And Roger's <laughs> like, Roger's like, what's that? <laughs> he says it means if you see anything weird. Keep it to yourself. Like, <laughs> that's not what it means. <laughs> but for a kid, that's what that's the point he was trying to get across. No. Yeah. Uh, that I didn't I didn't I didn't get that when I was a kid. Because <laughs> I was a kid, so like, oh that, I guess that's what it means. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I don't I I don't really remember um any specific moments of like mom or dad like saying anything and it would it would probably would have been more from mom or anything like that like saying like oh that's that's not really how it works or anything like that (laughs) yet at the same time i do remember like a vibe i got from mom that when Mm -hmm. she watched this like that's not how it works but also (laughs) like you're allowed to watch it it's okay you know (laughs) probably more from christopher lloyd being an angel that's it, yeah. And you know, yeah. rewatching it, you know, as a kid, I I kind of remember him being like, you know, oh, because he's he's kind of funny and doing kind of stuff. And I didn't know like if he was going to be like irreverent in the movie rewatching it, but yeah. he's he's really not. Um, like he, they don't have Always him like watching. <laughs> you know, he's watching his profanity in the movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I just I was just curious. Um, uh, 
you know, do do we think that when you die, you become an angel? I, I don't think you do. I think they're separate <laughs> beings, right? If we read the Bible, should we get the Bible out and start reading this stuff? I don't know. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> That's what I was thinking with that scene with Mel at the end. Well, so like I always thought you had like a choice between this and Harry Potter since Harry Potter corrupted my mind. Um, I always thought you had a choice between becoming a ghost or an angel. Mm. So <laughs> just an angel. the other. Either way, you're going translucent, buddy. <laughs> ghost and go live at Hogwarts or angel and go help the help baseball teams win. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned um, that because I a joke I was gonna make um on the podcast was this movie contains more ghosts than Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire did. But they're not actually ghosts. They're they're angels. <laughs> Might as well be. But I noticed they didn't show any of the ghosts in Goblet of Fire, and I was let down. Mm. <laughs> I, I was just thinking of that because of the scene at the end, near the end, when, you know, because the angels can't interfere with the championship. You know, the humans, they're on their own for that one. It's like, I'm just here to check right. up on Mel. He's like, he's going to be joining us in six months. Dude, that just that my my jaw dropped. <laughs> That's insane. I'm not just thinking of not really like the whole concept of that. Just like, oh, he's gonna become an angel. He smoked for years. That's a terrible mistake. <laughs> but like, <laughs> telling a kid that oh, and yeah, putting that exactly. weight on him, like. He was freaking out the rest of the game. Like, I know this man is going to die in six months, and I can't tell him that. (laughs) Why would you ever put that on a kid? Shoot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think it was... I was thinking about this. You know how he says, smoke for years. Big, big mistake. Yeah. I, I think that in the 90s, they were on a big... Uh, say no, to no drugs, smoking kick. yeah and, and mm. that kind of thing and yeah. so they wanted to add that in the movie <laughs> for that reason i definitely yeah. caught like, on to that agenda uh, <laughs> all right kids no <laughs> don't smoke because otherwise otherwise you'll you'll die <laughs> i think spe- spe- specifically that's a thing with disney right yeah mm-hmm. isn't, isn't that yeah. how like didn't disney die of lung cancer or something or he's mm. he was seen smoking a lot i know a lot of even like like i know the 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 biopic with Tom Hanks playing Walt Disney. Like there was a whole thing at the beginning of like, don't smoke kids. Like, I don't know. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I mean, even a lot of the cartoon characters have been seen smoking mm-hmm. cigars and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just a thing they did back then. Yeah. Um, I, I love how right after the angel told him he had six months to live, he started looking at him and instantly he just started coughing. <laughs> <laughs> in between pitches like oh should he be standing all of a sudden he's just struggling <laughs> emphysema there's two really really well one one's really really weird but the other one is maybe less weird tell me if you notice these things okay um during the national anthem when they're all lined up and it's kind of painting like going through the team jose going, can you see yeah, that that's that's a great that's that, that's a great one. That's probably it's about a Spanish guy. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, that's probably the thing that I heard quoted the most from this movie. Uh, probably mm-hmm. probably the thing that me and Taylor said the most. Mm-hmm. Um, about a Spanish guy. And one thing I didn't notice about that is, um, whenever he says that, 
whenever he said, it's a song about a Spanish guy. And he's like looking up in the air saying that both Martinez and Garcia are like going like this, like laughing at like really like just for a second. And then he looks back at them and they're like, they're like sit up straight. Like they're not laughing at him. <laughs> um, I did not notice that. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's really funny. Um, but right while they're doing the, the, the pan and showing all the everybody on, on the team during the national anthem, Ben Williams, which is Matthew McConaughey, he's holding a jar. He has his glove and he has this big jar, you know, like probably like this big. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it has some flower seeds, maybe. Did, did y'all see that? Yeah, he quit smoking. I didn't. I no, <laughs> yeah. I didn't notice. Yeah, he, I, I at first I was like, I don't know what what that could be. Why would he be holding a big jar? But then I was like, yeah, it kind of looks like maybe some flower seeds in there, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is you know, baseball players always chew seeds whenever they're, they're just setting up some mysterious props and stuff for the yeah. sequel for a spinoff movie <laughs> with him. Yeah. <laughs> um. But the really weird one, that one wasn't that weird, I guess. The really weird one was at the end of the movie, really close to the end, there's one out left, right? They need one out. They're one out away from the pennant. And when Roger gets up while, uh, like, to get to look, because he's, he's nervous and he's excited, uh, when Mel's pitching to that last guy, uh, Kit, hit or die, Keezy, uh, mm-hmm. um, the, right behind Roger is Whit Bass. Who's the weird pitcher? Mm-hmm. And he's holding a toy bulldozer. Yeah, I yes, that yes. Like what? I never he noticed that. He is so silly, <laughs> like, and I didn't expect Why him to be. I don't remember him that? being that weird. Yeah, me neither. I did not remember that. I mean, the only thing I, I, I mean, I the last thing I've seen him in was Band of Brothers, and he plays such a serious character in that, like <laughs> they all do. And I, to see him go from that to playing with Tonka trucks in the dugout is so weird. <laughs> Super weird. He's like, the Daniel Stern character from uh, Rookie of the Year. I can see that. Hot ice. Pitching coach. Hey, so while we're talking about like the dugout, I had another sports question here. There's a scene when, um, when like Coach Knox is like getting ready to take um, – Mel out of the game. He like gives the signal to, I guess like the pitching coach or something like that. And like to get the other guy to warm up, you know, in the bullpen. Mm-hmm. Why, why was there like two dugouts there? Like I was wondering why, why would he call yeah. over to this other area? Like why weren't all the, yeah. why are they all together? So there's, um, there is kind of a difference. It's different in different stadiums. Mm-hmm. Um, like the Rays had it the way that they had in the movie. Okay. Um, like at, at their stadium at Tropicana where there's the dugout and then you kind of go way down the field. Um, like almost it's on the side of the field near the, the fence. Um, and that's where they have the bullpen. So whenever they, like he said in the, in the, um, in the movie one time where he said, Oh, you can call me and we'll, we'll figure it out whenever there's away games. Yeah, and he yeah. said, "You mean on that phone where you where you spit on it and you yell at people? You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that they, have, they have a phone that's lined that goes to the bullpen, mm-hmm. and that's where they usually they do that, or he does this like a hand signal if they're close enough. Yeah, um, in a lot of stadiums, and I think in the Rookie, mm-hmm. um, which is a movie where this another guy, baseball movie, you know, the Rookie, yeah, where yeah. he 
he's older and he's a baseball coach and then nobody knows how good he is and he like it's i think it's a true story kind of yeah, but um yeah. in that movie it shows it differently where a lot of times they have the bullpen in the outfield like it's behind the fence of the outfield so sometimes mm. you like hit a home run into the bullpen oh, and God. you th- i think it looks so much cooler like that because in a really big intense game they like open the 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 fence that is to the outfield and he walks like they walk through the fence it just that's the way i always pictured it happening huh. You know, in in real life, whenever it was going to be, be me, I, I come running oh, from yeah. the outfield. Um, it, uh, but uh, but yeah, so it's it's not. Sometimes it is like a, another dugout, but it's called the bullpen, and that's where all the pitchers are. Right. Um, so the pitchers aren't normally in the dugout, at least like the starter would be, and maybe some other ones that are not really going to have a chance of playing. Mm-hmm. But they want to have them able to be able to get up and warm up um at a moment's notice so there's like a the bullpen itself is actually just a pitcher's mound and a catcher like a the home another home plate mm-hmm. um and that's where the the there'll be a couple catchers out there and all the pitchers that could possibly come in to relieve the starter um, i never realized why i mean there's more than one pitcher obviously but i didn't really think about that but i mean he said mm-hmm. he's he through like 156 pitches of course oh, your yeah, arm's great. gonna be hurting <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's more than mo- people how many pitchers are usually anyways. on a team well uh, so i was thinking back to the beginning of the movie because at the end of the first game like george knox he like punches out that first pitcher and you don't see him for the rest yeah. of the movie right he died he killed him he right killed there. him yeah he killed him right there <laughs> so he's gone so now they just have mel in and the Tonka truck playing guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. Yeah. There's, so there is usually a normal starting pitching rotation has five pitchers. And so you pitch every fifth game normally, but uh, yeah. So normally there's five pitchers and you pitch every fifth game cause they need rest. Like you can't pitch every game. Um, but it seemed like, Mel is pitching most of the games in in the in the movie, um, and then there's also like a bunch of other pitches. There's relievers, which like they'll just come in whenever if the starters having trouble, or whatever. Um, and then there's some that are like specifically closers, like they come in just in the last inning usually, or maybe the last two to close out the game. They're usually like they're usually the ones that can throw throw really hard and stuff like that to to close it out. Yeah, but um. But yeah, so there, I mean, I would say probably like 10 pitchers. Um, okay. Something like that. At least in the movies, it's always like this like point of drama, like in the game when the pitcher gets taken out. And it's always like this mm. big show. And I just think it's like, <laughs> is is this something that's just in movies or is this like actually happen in real baseball where like, you know, it's like the, it's like the coach has to take the pitcher out personally. He has to go out onto the field and say, you're not doing, you're not cutting You gotta it, go, bud. You gotta go sit on the bench. We're putting this other guy in it. And like, that doesn't seem to be the case with any other player on the field. Like, why is that? No, yeah. I mean, there there wouldn't be, nobody would really get benched. I mean, it's not like getting benched. It's like, mm-hmm. sometimes you just don't pitch as well as you usually yeah, do. Yeah. You know, like you just, you got, it's time for you to come out because, the situation the game calls for that or just because you're not having a good day whatever mm-hmm. but i mean it would be it, w- it would take a whole lot for to take somebody else out 
that's on, on the field to know, walk out it, there. It, yeah. Personally, yeah. Like, and you hand me the ball. You yeah, know? you wouldn't. I don't even know. I don't know if you can do that with other positions. I mean, yeah. you can make changes, but I think it has to be in in between innings. Like you can you can switch swap people out. Sometimes they'll do that. If they want to put a like a DH in a designated hitter. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll like take out because you got to in order to put him in there, you have to uh, take somebody out of the lineup. And so you'll take out like if there's like take out an outfielder or something, and mm-hmm. then a designated hitter will come in and hit. The, the reason he's a designated hitter is because he's good at hitting. Um, mm. But then they usually don't do that till the end of the game because he'll have to go into the game usually and play outfield. That might not be his strong suit. Yeah. Because um, he's really <laughs> there to hit. <laughs> um, but yeah. I don't know. There, there's a lot of good scenes. But yeah. when I at least when I was writing down like quotes that I, I remember, the scene that I I remember the most and wrote down the most quotes from is in like near the beginning after they lose that game where they uh where the outfitters run into each other and they have the fight uh like coach Knox is fighting with the pitcher oh yeah um and they come back into the locker room like the, it's just so many lines back to back that I remember like <laughs> when they're walking in it's just it's it, it seems so real like that's yeah. exactly how a locker room would be yeah yeah you know because like some people are angry about it some people are like joking around about it they're all hitting that pole like for good luck even though they just lost and they're like maybe we should do this before we lose yeah yeah <laughs> like that's what that's what the weird guy wit bass says the pitcher there's there's that one guy like singing that song and i can't remember how it goes but it's oh just like... oh <clears throat> I'll, I'll oh, oh, oh here we go here we go it's funny because i <laughs> i only remembered part of it from like watching it as a kid yeah and so i listened really really hard because he he starts his song before like while mel is in the tub uh-huh. you know he, he, they go back to see him he's like uh doing the the whatever therapy you know because he's doing his arm and yeah. while it's still showing him uh maple is the guy who's singing yeah um uh, he starts singing and you don't see him yet and so i never heard everything that he says mm. um but i listen real close and i replay it a couple of times <laughs> so i could make sure that i got what he says but he goes um, are you ready ready <laughs> oh, oh yeah Oh, great. Mm. I needed the pitch, definitely. Yeah, there you go. Um, He goes, We are the boys of summer, and it's a big bummer. No matter who we play, we give the game away because we can't win. That would be a sin. We even lose the games before they be... And then that's when uh, he's gonna say begin, but um, that's when Coach Nice comes in and says, Save it, Maple! (laughs) What a good... Oh man. oh man! Oh, one of one of my the best lines of, that um, Danny Glover has is like, "You got your head so far up your butt, you can't see the light of day." <laughs> yes, yes, and that was the same. That was the yes. same, the same scene because he's like, yeah. "One more loss that could have been a win, and I'll do this." And then he starts flips the table, and he, when he flips the table, and that salami rolls up to Mesmer, yes. yeah, and he goes, he goes, "Bummer, bummer." <laughs> <laughs> I had to ask Jeremy what that food item was. Like, I wasn't sure what it was. It well, looked like I, I a dried was, piece of bread. But no, no Jeremy said it, Jeremy said it was salami. Yeah, because at the Jeremy beginning, just the never very, seen yeah. it rolled up before. <laughs> the very first line of that scene, uh, Mesmer goes, "Ah, oh, they got the wrong kind of salami again." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well, yeah, that's why that's 
that I think that's my favorite scene because it's just like <laughs> back to back. I just it's just memorable mm-hmm. everything that they they do and say, and he gets so angry. Mm-hmm. And then the the one line that this guy has that he looks super old. I don't know what position he plays, but he's got the mustache. And um, George Knox is like, um, I want you here at 9 a.m. tomorrow. We're going back to fundamentals. And the guy goes, fundamentals. <laughs> I don't know why it was so funny. He just said it where like, fundamentals. <laughs> fundamentals. <laughs> yeah. That, I think that's the scene that is burned in my brain the most. <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, I have a bunch of quotes written down. We could just run through them. Also, Jeremy, mm-hmm. if you if you have like out of context notes, <laughs> I, I've got some of those too. But um, sure. I so just running through like at the end of Roger's prayer, I didn't notice as a kid what he says, but this time yeah. I noticed when he says he says Amen, and then he like late, you know, he turns over to go to sleep, and then he like rolls back over and he's like, uh, and, a woman too. Like, <laughs> Devin did not notice that. I didn't. I never understood I what he said. Woke before woke was real. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I was like, I know I've heard that uh, in the last couple of years from somebody. Yeah, yeah. There's like a viral video of someone saying amen and a women. And a- <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Um, oh, man. At the end of the first game, and Roger uh, wins the, the, the free photo with Coach Knox. Mm-hmm. The lady behind him, she's like, "That's a prize." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yes, that was, that was funny. Yeah, it's, it's funny how everybody. It's, it just seems like nobody at all likes George Knox. No, at yeah. the beginning of the movie, yeah. like everybody I mean, doesn't beat like up him. A fans don't like him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, one thing that I just seem watching it. Uh, this time that obviously I didn't notice before, but knowing how everybody didn't like him, and then at the end of the movie, specifically Mel, uh, mm-hmm. Mel Clark, um, you know, because at the beginning of the movie, he's like, you know, it tells you kind of a little bit of the backstory where he's like, Yeah, I didn't think I would get stuck with you again. Um, <laughs> I traded you away from Cincinnati and now I'm stuck with you here. Um, and <laughs> like he, like he, he, it was, you know, he was a jerk, you know. To, you to used to be Mel Clark. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, he even says like he was forcing him to take these like pain pills so he yeah. could like struggle through yeah. it. Like George Knox was yeah. not a good guy. <laughs> he, was, no, like, no. he was like forcing him to do it. Then he like throws yeah. out his arm and then he trades him away. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Thanks. I mean, he started the movie hating kids and then he yeah. ended the movie adopting two of those kids that he hated. <laughs> so. Exactly. Crazy arc. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, but uh, but yeah, at the end of the movie or close to the end, Mel Clark's the first one to stand up and be like, "I don't know if there's angels out there or not, other than the, the twenty five of us in uniform." But there's one thing that I do know: I won't play for any coach other than George Knox. Yeah, I was like, man, I I feel like you had a really personal beef, with yeah. him. and you yeah. just totally flipped it. Like you're good with him now. <laughs> like it's, it's that's the kind of thing that. As a kid, I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. And now I'm like, I don't know if that would really happen. Yeah, I don't I don't know if he was redeemed all that much. I mean, yeah. yeah you know. Right, exactly. <laughs> I guess you could say he was touched by an angel. Oh man. <laughs> that I every Sunday night after church we used to watch that show. <laughs> <laughs> that was like my parents' favorite show. You know how like my of dad course. did 
my dad didn't like mostly anything except for yeah. Touched by an Angel. We watched the Nativity Story when that came out one time, and Ben Hur. <laughs> mm. <laughs> nice. That's, that's the kind of stuff my dad would watch. Uh, so, so your family Sorry. was cool with Angels in the Outfield, then they're they're used to it. There, yeah, they're, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we used to watch that sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the quote when they're posing for the photo and he's just like, it looks like a prison photo. <laughs> yeah. 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 They say it a couple times. Can one of y'all smile? Yeah. <laughs> the team did just win. Yeah. <laughs> it was a mistake. Yeah. This team can't win. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, there's one shot in this movie. There's nothing special about it whatsoever, but it's been burned into my mind. And I didn't, for some reason, I just like, I had a reaction to seeing it. And it was, it was just when, um, George Knox comes by their foster home and is waiting for them to get back. And he's just sitting there tapping the envelope on the armchair. Oh yeah. I don't know why that was just like a close up of the <laughs> tapping envelope. I remember that scene <laughs> and like the California angels logo on the envelope. Mm-hmm. Just a random thing. Um, some of the, some of the kids in the crowd, had a cool bubble gun that I was like, man, I wish oh, I had yeah. that right yep. now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it, uh, it, that's what caught Al. Like he like yeah, morphed yeah. into the bubble. Oh, yeah. Uh, you right popped before. Al. <laughs> Who's Al? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to bring that up when we were talking about the transitions because Al has some of the best transitions, like the transition mm-hmm. out of the soda cup. Oh, yeah. Or like... Oh. The guy, the guy like drinking Thanks. beer next to him, like sits down yes. on him and he like, <laughs> he morphs into yeah. him for a minute and then like flies away. That's something Bro. that was burned in my brain. For yes. Kid. Yes. The him s- sitting and they like, that <laughs> sunburnt hairy dude, yeah. straight up cartoon character. Yeah. <laughs> Who catches a baseball oh, yeah. in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, boom, and pushes like the kid out of the way and then just hits him in the mouth. It looked like it hurt, and then you see him later on. Yep. (laughs) Yep. No teeth. No teeth. (laughs) I guess my only uh, out-of-context ones weren't really like that crazy. Um, One of them was, man, even the caller hates the Angels, too. His own team. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, that's weird. I don't think that's That's more of like a personal beef. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's not normal for the announcer for the team to... Not like the team that much, but yeah, it was. Like they such an unnecessary about villain. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I guess it's hard to. Would there even be a villain if he wasn't the villain? Like who else? The devil would it have been? <laughs> Nacho Butt. <Right>. Um, <laughs> I don't know why Nacho Butt didn't quit. He was like, yeah. "When can I be fired?" Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he was like making note. Like, uh, they hired me on Monday. He's like, "Well, then I can't officially fire you until Friday." Make a note. <laughs> he, Are you I was still like, going to fire me on thing. Friday? <laughs> Please, lovely. Yeah, I basically wrote down this movie is literally Rookie of the Year meets Like Mike. Yeah, because <laughs> like one of the pr- people from the team ends up adopting the main character and his best friend. Mm-hmm. So that makes Miguel the Brenda Song character in Like Mike. <laughs> <laughs> my my last one, my final thought, I guess. Or oh, no, I have two. I thought Christopher Lloyd had a bigger role than he did. He was just like always 
I thought, yeah. I mean, he's on the front cover. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember him being such a big part of the movie, but he really wasn't. Um, just yeah. a couple scenes. Um, in the last, well, I was going to ask, I'll leave this. This will be my last question of the, so we can wrap up. Uh, who is y'all's favorite character in this movie? Because I feel like we don't ask that question enough. Because mine, without a doubt, is JP. Yeah. I mean, he wins the Chicken Joe Award. (laughs) Always there. He's so supportive. Oh, yeah. Only one that believes in him. (laughs) Like like the the scene where all three of them, that's when um, uh, Miguel is still there. And they're getting in bed. Oh, that was another transition where mm-hmm. she, Maggie, like closes the curtains or something, and it like opens the scene. Yeah, and then it goes in, um, and shows them getting in, into bed. And Miguel's in the one bunk bed on the top, and then it's JP on the bottom of the other bunk bed, and and Roger on the top. And she's like, you know, did you do all this thing? Like, did you say prayers? Did you wash your face? Whatever. Mm-hmm. And and Miguel's like, um, I didn't wash my face. Or say my prayers. I didn't say my prayers. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then JP's like, "What's lint again?" Because <laughs> she said, uh, "Did you clean the lint from between your toes or something?" Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. Like, what's lint again? <laughs> and then Miguel starts. Uh, he says something about JP's getting mad at him for asking so many questions. And then, <laughs> then JP's like, "Maybe you'll meet a nice family, Miguel." <laughs> It could happen. It could happen. He's like, pray for that. Yeah, he's like, I'll pray for that. <laughs> yeah, he's the nicest kid. The nicest. Oh yeah. <laughs> even even afterwards, uh, when he got taken away from the foster home or whatever, mm. he was like, "Man, I really liked Miguel." And he yeah. cried right, to his exactly. room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was really sad that they had that they talked about having sleeping bags instead of sheets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, I mean they meant they said specifically because Miguel was like, "She's too old to bend over and tuck in our sheets." And Roger's like, "No, she just got a lot to do." <laughs> but, JP yeah. was like, "And I haven't wet the bed in a long time. <laughs> it's been a week." <laughs> He's the best. Yeah. He's my favorite character. He was good. Uh, yeah. No. I, yeah. I definitely JP. I, I don't know. I mean, I I guess I would say that I probably related to roger when i was a kid the most just because he was the main character he was a kid i was a kid yeah um but not not even saying that he's my favorite character but i definitely thought that for a kid he just acted so good Mm -hmm. like i i believed everything he was like he's i mean and i guess he grew up to be a really good actor too um yeah because there was that i mean i like in the 20 i don't know 10 to 15 area like he was like in everything. I felt like I was seeing yeah. him everywhere in all of yeah. a bunch of movies and stuff. Um, but yeah, I just thought he just was a really good actor for a kid, especially. Yeah the the scene the scene uh, where basically his his dad like releases his right you know as a parent to him was mm. really emotional. <laughs> it's like really really sad. Yeah. He's he's got a um, a tough scene there to to play. I think he plays it well. It was yeah. a really hard one. Um, it definitely took me out of it a little mm-hmm. bit because there's sort of a jump cut. It's like it shows him really confused and why he's leaving, mm-hmm. and then it shows the door closing, and then it mm-hmm. immediately jumps to him like hugging Maggie, just instantly crying. Mm-hmm. 
just went from zero to a hundred. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, when I was a kid, I, it, I saw it totally different this time because yeah. I have children. <laughs> like, mm. yeah. I mean, I, I know I, when I was a kid, you know, I understand, I understood that that was really sad that parents aren't supposed to just leave their kids and get, give them up when mm-hmm. they're capable of, of taking care of them. Um, but man, yeah, just what a terrible dad. <laughs> I mean, I had this, this, I have a different perspective now mm-hmm. and he's the worst. <laughs> it comes to a point where it's like almost good riddance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like she, Maggie was like, yeah, this is normal. It's fine. No big deal. Yeah. Better that he's out of his life. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You know, um, Maggie isn't my favorite character, but I always liked her. I felt like she was like a good person. She's and she was really nice. Too. She's very like warm. And mm-hmm. comparing her to her as the pigeon lady in Home Alone 2, I was always freaked <laughs> out by her. So seeing yeah. her <laughs> contrasted in this one, I've always like, yeah, I like that yeah. side of her more than the, than the pigeon lady. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like JP is probably the best character. And then mm-hmm. I, you know, who's the best player? Matthew McConaughey. Trisket Mesmer. No, he's got the best <laughs> name. <laughs> yeah. I don't I, know, I, man. With a name like Ranch and Trisket, you'd think we oh, have man. a party yeah. tray going along. Yeah, I know. I oh, I love those about, characters like Ranch how Wilder. How about Wally? Do you know who Wally is? I didn't realize yes, his name he's was the Wally. Si- he's the sidekick to Ranch. Yeah. yeah. And, and Ranch just could all the time is just like turning his mic off. He's like, Less yeah. is more, Wally. <laughs> Less know? is more, Wally. Yeah. And he, he's just like the biggest jerk. He's like throwing his papers at that lady behind him. Like, what? Give me some stats. What? I'm on the air. I need some stats. Uh, I'm I'm on the air. I'm hanging. You know, just, just waiting for, I guess, I don't, I've never been in a booth up there. I guess back yeah. then they didn't have much, much access to instant stats and things like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So they had somebody, they probably relied on somebody to give them the stats so they could announce <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, no, he was a big jerk, and I thought I just thought a lot. Wally was kind of funny. He was uh, good. after yeah. after um he punched after uh, uh Coach Knox punched Ranch Wilder in, in that interview, and he's like he's like uh Coach Knox, and he goes to shake his hand, and he's just not there. Yeah, <laughs> he's like back to you. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was pretty funny, but I, I mean, I think were you watching it? Just because how dumb he was, like at Whit Bass, I think might have been my favorite player. He's just so he was good, so weird. He was good, <laughs> super super weird. Yeah, there's a couple things with the nacho butt scene that I, I, I we didn't mention, so I gotta I gotta cover all my bases when it comes to nacho butt. <laughs> oh yeah, um, there's this when before he sits down and him like the uh, JP or Roger asks like, oh where's the nachos, and then he sits down. <laughs> and you hear the crunch. It's a great crunch. It was a and, great, oh yeah. it was a good crunch. And and Nacho Butt has a clever line like afterwards where he just like looks over the at them like, you know, straight face and just like, I'm saving them for later. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What a save. That was a good one. <laughs> and then later on in the movie, you know, because it's like a progression. He's in the suit, then he's in like a poncho trying to like not get condiments all over him. And then like <laughs> I'm pretty sure later on in the movie, he's in like a full beekeeper's outfit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I noticed that. That was good. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. That was good too. 
I was going to ask what are, you know, what are your takeaways for this movie? Any lessons learned? Oh, uh, if your team's losing, you, pray. There you that's go. It. That's that's what they want. Can I ask this question? Sure. The the owner of the team. Um Yeah, yeah. Why was he so southern? They're in California. Yeah, I was wondering that. <laughs> Um, like and also, parts. if he was so Southern, why was he so against the idea of angels? Like, your team's winning <laughs> right. for the first time in years. Like, yeah. just be you don't need to fire the coach just because he thinks maybe an angel is helping. I know. He's definitely right. from the Bible Belt. Like, I don't know why he was <laughs> yeah. so... He, they almost painted him as a villain for like a little bit near the end. He probably left the right. Bible Belt because he didn't um, believe in angels. So, there's actually something here on IMDb about that character. Um... It says the character of Hank Murphy, the Angels owner, is loosely based on an owner, actor, and country music star Gene Autry, right down to the cowboy hat. What? So, um, I don't really know why they based him on that, but Gene was Gene was Gene Autry a, a sports team owner? I don't know. Maybe I don't know who that is. But. I know he was an owner of uh, a chicken breading that Mom used for years. <laughs> House of Autry. <laughs> Um, th- there was two things that he said that I thought were noteworthy. <laughs> um, he said w- whenever they were talking about it was right after George Knox got in the fight and everything, he was like, "Now, George, don't go making more cow pies to step in. You got enough manure on your boots now." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like that's just so southern. Why? 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 Um, and then at, 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 during the press conference. Whenever uh, Matt, uh, Maggie steps up, uh, to, she stands up and she's going to say something. He goes, what's your name? What's your business here? <laughs> like, yes, she yes. said business. What's your business? What's your business? what's your business here? <laughs> that's, that's a weird way yeah, to say that. That's good. But yeah, he, he was a, yeah, he was a strange back and forth character. Everything works out for the best in the end, I guess. I was going to say it was bittersweet, but. You know, because in the end, Roger doesn't get to be a family again with his with his real dad, but Coach Knox adopts him and JP. JP's like, now he has I heard that. For life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, and and the team learns to play on their own. Like they they didn't have any assistance yeah. from from the Angels to to win the pennants. That's right. I told Jonathan, man, I bet Mel Clark whenever he ends up kicking the bucket. And he realizes that he'll be so mad that he was lied to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That it wasn't. There really weren't angels. That was all me. Man. <laughs> yeah. The the takeaway, the thing that I wrote down was just, it's one of the lines that George Knox has. He's talking about like, it's after he goes over to the house after Roger's dad, like signs away his, his papers and everything. And he's talking to him in the car and he tells him like, you can't, you can't go through life believing everyone's going to let you down or else you become like me. <laughs> so I guess, I guess that's the, the lesson learned here. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, did you guys have any other notes? The, the one thing that I definitely remember saying the most quote, the most uh, specifically with Taylor was uh, whenever he puts in uh, when he, when Roger says he should put in Hemmerling, because the angels uh, massaged in his soul, his shoulders. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, and you know part. they're 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 announcing it. Yeah, that's that's that part is just weird. Oh, you know why was she just massaging the, the shoulders? The massage goes on for way longer than it should. <laughs> yeah, super long. 
Um, and then that that one guy who they keep showing the the guy in the the sleeveless shirt with the he gets his teeth knocked out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he goes Hammerling for Mitchell. Go back to Cincinnati. <laughs> and we me and Taylor said that all the time. Go go back to Cincinnati. <laughs> That was, good. That, a lot. that was good <laughs> and uh oh and then one that i thought was like not something that people would say today kids would say today because they just don't know about coins mm. <laughs> whenever uh roger one night roger and jp are talking i think it was after miguel was already gone oh yeah, yeah and he's like he's still he keeps on asking him questions and he's like i'll give you a dime if you don't say anything else and he's like, okay. And then he goes, Roger. And Roger goes, well, you can forget that dime. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like a man. I love that. Um, two, two very similar movies in, I don't know how I'm saying this. There are two very similar movies, this and Cool Runnings, both of which you've been on the show, where someone mm-hmm. bribes someone to stop talking with a coin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll give you a dollar to shut up. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. that's the one. Okay. <laughs> no, the other one. <laughs> yeah. If it wasn't, then maybe it's gonna be weird. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Last thing I wanted to mention was I, I think the music in this movie is really good. I think the theme oh, song, the theme music is oh, like yeah, instantly yeah, yeah. hummable. It's very mm-hmm. memorable. Um, I think the music is really emotional too in those scenes where it's playing up the drama with his like his dad and his family and that sort of it's thing. It's very Rudy esque. It's 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 a really good soundtrack. I would check it out on Spotify. The the composer I would say is it's not as good as Rudy, but no. Yeah, not as good, but but it's just still pretty as good. Much heart. Yeah. Uh the composer is Randy uh Edelman. Edelman. And yeah, he's he's not John Williams, but he did the Leave It to Beaver yeah. soundtrack, and we know how I feel about that. So, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> you mentioned him on another episode one time, Randy Edelman, mm-hmm. um, and I remember that because I had just, I, I also listened, I would like on, I think it's on Apple Music that I have. I just typed in the outfield, listened to everything, like the whole mm-hmm. thing, and yeah, I mean that that's the thing that is the most nostalgic for me, just the the music, and like the other thing is this. The then the last at bat with with the the guy with the hit or die tattoo, and it's like it's really I don't I don't even know I guess it's a violin or something but it's just those just like weird sound, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and he uh, Mel he spits, and then the other guy uh, Mel spit is just white. Oh yeah, I guess he's yeah. not chewing anything. He's got no tobacco and stuff. But the other guy. Spits this orange, just brown mm. bunch of spit out of his mouth. Yeah, that was gross. Yeah, I mean, over his mouth. I always <laughs> think about that and the music that, w- that was there with that. But yeah, oh yeah, I, I think I love I love the music. <laughs> Definitely beats an electric guitar, mm. going crazy, and like mm-hmm. in Rookie of the Year, which you haven't seen, but the exact same I character, like the opposing team's crazy hitter that everyone's scared of. They had this like crazy like metal guitar riff going on during the yeah when he, he throws out his arm plate. <laughs> yeah, I've, that's about all I got. Okay. Yeah, I think that's everything I had too. Hour forty seven. <laughs> yeah, this one went long, but it's it's a good movie. All right. 
But thanks, Caleb, for being on the show. I know that you uh, you called out Bryce for your your running for his for his record. He, you know, if he comes back this I'm Halloween for you, he'll be on number four. <laughs> this is number two, but I, I, know. I think you're catching up. So, yes, I, I got some work to do. <laughs> um, but thanks, thanks for being on the show. I, you you come pretty prepared um, to these episodes. You you got a lot of notes and everything. So I, I appreciate that. I appreciate. <laughs> we that. like a prepared guest. <laughs> yes, makes it easy to talk about these movies for almost two hours here. So this is <laughs> yeah. this is pretty. That's cool. exactly. crazy. I did not think I would be able to talk about <laughs> Angels in the Outfield for two hours. <laughs> We got to chill. <laughs> <laughs> well, another day, another staple. Our only question left is, what's your favorite inside quote from Angels in the Outfield? Let us know on Instagram at InsideQuotesCast. And if you haven't followed us, go ahead and do that. And let us know if there are any movies you want us to cover on the show. Well, Jonathan, next week it's going to be your turn. Um, why don't you give the listeners a hint for which movie we're going to cover? Well, next week... Let's just say there's going to be an address you'll need to remember. Here's a clip. Right then. The meeting has officially come to order. Let us all say the pledge. I now a nice shark, not a mindless eating machine. If I am to change this image, I must first change myself. Fish are friends, not food. Except stinking dolphins. Our show art was done by Bryce Bridgman. And our music was done by Alex Bird. And we would love it if you left us a five-star review. And if you do, we promise to read it on the show. But more importantly, five stars, and we'll get you tickets to see the California Angels. The only problem is that the seats are located in the tree outside the stadium. So bring some binoculars. Good prize. Thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed listening to us talk about our childhood staples just as much as we have. And if you did, make sure you hit follow on Apple Podcasts and Spotify so that you don't miss out on a future episode. Also, if you like the show, share it with a friend. Until next week, we'll see you next time on Inside Quotes. Go back to Cincinnati! (laughs) Not your butt.